It's been a long time since the cappuccino was fashionable. We go to one of those uh, cappuccino places. Cappuccino. Practice situational awareness next time you're at the gas station. Uh, this is Gas Station Cappuccino, episode 140-something. And we have a special guest here, Mr. Patrick Vellner, CrossFit Games athlete. Six times CrossFit Games athlete. Uh, is that correct? Something like that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 7. 7. One team, 8. 8. 8, eight including the team. <clears throat> yeah. So you went your first, was that your first games appearance was on a team? Yeah. Now, do you ever think about going team again? Or is that something you have no interest in? I've never really entertained the idea of doing it for the main season. Um, you know, this year we'd made a, a team for Wadapalooza and kind of had some fun doing that stuff. I think it's fun to do those things in the off season. You kind of get to hang with your buddies. Um, you know, we don't get to do that as much. The, the people yeah. who are competing as individuals at the games, it's a bit more business time, but uh, it's fun to take advantage of those chances to do it. I don't know. I kind of think that when I'm done, I'm just going to kind of be done. I don't know if I see myself spending a lot of time traveling to do team competitions. Um, there's also nobody really, I live on an Island, like literally on an Island. So there's just like, no, there's no one around. Right. So it's not exactly like it's convenient or easy or there's opportunities abound uh, to train with people and make competitive teams. So you say you live on an Island. Is that, are we talking like an Island, like a relatively large Island that has like multiple cities or are you talking like, do you like have to get in a boat to go to your house? so i'm on vancouver island okay which is like it's a big island there's probably you know a handful of of reasonable cities but i bet you there's not a million people on the island right yeah all right yeah that makes sense uh so there's like i live across the water from vancouver and it's a two-hour boat ride like i can kind of see it from where i am but there's a lot of there's a chain of a bunch of small islands there's lots of people who live on like boat access only islands but where we are, there's like, there's ferries that will run and there's small airports on the island that'll, that'll, you know, people travel by seaplane or ferry or things like right. that. Well, it's like Victoria, so, right? Victoria is an island, isn't it? Victoria is on Vancouver Island. So Victoria oh, is about an hour and a half south of where I am. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I have a buddy that grew up on an island in Alaska and it's kind of the same thing. It's like you, you fly into Ketchikan and then you can either take a float plane or a ferry to get out to the island yeah you know, and then you're just kind yeah, of there until you same thing going the other way it's the exact same for us basically to go anywhere you've got to fly to vancouver or ferry to vancouver and then it's just an extra step it's kind of an extra step to get anywhere for me to go anywhere meaningful from here it's probably three legs of travel so you know it keeps you it keeps you put for most for the most part unless there's something really important you got to leave for so so did you did you grow up there on the island no, we just moved here three years ago in a bit, maybe. My wife's a, a family doctor, and she got her residency posting here. Um, so we moved here for that, and she finished her residency maybe just about a, two years ago now. And we just, you know, I feel like when you move somewhere, even if it's for something like that, we kind of decided we're adults, and we'll spend at least five years here and then kind of decide what we want to do from there. So we've just been kind of enjoying it. It's a really pretty nice place to live. And if you like doing outdoorsy stuff and, you know, you live pretty actively, there's, you know, there's almost no better place in the world. So um, it's cool. I think that I, I wish sometimes that I wasn't 
um, so hard on my body for my like work because then I would probably spend more time hiking and kayaking and doing things. But it's sometimes hard to, to justify doing some of this stuff when you're like, I've got certain training pieces that are important. Uh, and in terms of priority, like I don't want to go waste myself, go hike for six hours and then come back and just burn a day of training <clears throat> depending on the time of year. So, you know, when I retire, maybe we'll, if we stick around for a few more years, when I retire, we'll, we'll spend some time really going hard on Island stuff. For sure. So with that, you kind of mentioned your wife and finishing the residency. Uh, you also have a baby. Is that right? Yeah. He's like 21 months almost. Oh, so almost two. Yeah, creeping up on two now. Oh yeah. So talking about, you know, outdoor stuff and you wish you could do more hiking and that type of thing, but you know, interfering with training, how is your training kind of adjusted uh, with the, with that child? I mean, this is something we talk about a lot and you know, our, I'm 38. Dean's uh, 34. Dean's 34. You know, we both have a couple kids. Um, you know, we still, we don't train, you know, as much as uh, like a games athlete, obviously, but still definitely having the kids has an impact on things. Right. That's just something that we kind of talk about a lot. So yeah. How did that, how did that kind of affect your training and, and, you know, positive or negative, right. Um, kind of through that. It sort of makes you, I don't know. I have found that I've needed to look at my training more like work um, in terms of a priority. We, it used to be a little more flexible because you just had more hours in a day, but now when my, my wife got uh, maternity leave, so she took probably 10 or 11 months of maternity leave. So it was fine. Then, you know, you've got a little more flexibility because someone's at home and then we were able to get into daycare when he was about, you know, a little, a little older than one. And since then it's been like, he's, he could be a daycare for the most part for, from nine to four. Um, so I can get two sessions of training done from nine to four. If I'm being pretty diligent, I kind of go in in the morning, I drop them off. I go into the gym. I do about a three hour session. I come home, I have lunch. I have about a two hour break. I go back, I do another hour, hour and a half, and then I pick them up. And that's sort of like every day looks roughly like that. <clears throat> One of the challenges is my wife does a lot of different things as part of her job. So, and you know, she works weekends, she works all over the place. She does shifts, she does call, she does all kinds of stuff. So um, weekends are sometimes challenging. So it's just, it's just a challenge in organization. You just have to talk about where you're going to be and what you're going to do and how you're going to juggle it. Uh, we joke that more often than we'd probably like, we hire a babysitter so that we can both work. <laughs> and like, I feel like a lot of couples will hire a babysitter so they can go on a date and we tend to do that so we can work. And, you know, I, we justify it a little bit that that's a period of life we're in, like, you know, starting careers and things like that. Um, you kind of got to put your head down sometimes. So uh, we're getting a little bit now that he's older, we're trying to spend some time on the weekends where you go out and we get to the park or we go to the pool or we drop in gymnastics last week and stuff like that, where he's able to really enjoy stuff and, and like be more engaged and spend an hour, hour and a half, two hours playing. Um, whereas, you know, when he's like 18 months old, it's, they have a little bit less steam. Yeah. So um, it's been fun, but it's definitely, I, I've kind of had to treat it more like, okay, these are the hours, like I'm at work from nine to four. Um, and that's just like, we can't really overlap because for a, a while we were just, we would almost look at it. Like my training can be pretty flexible. And then it got to a point where it's not that flexible. Like I do need to work around classes at the gym or I need to, you know, I need to have a little bit of a break between sessions. I can't just run myself into the ground. Uh -huh. Um, and like, I'm happy to wake up earlier or go train late if, it, if it, I need to, but 
for the most part, it's it's been helpful to sort of treat it like like the, a job, like a normal job. Sure. Be like, hey, these are the hours that I'm at work, and like during that period, I can't just drop everything and go do something. Um, I got to kind of get this stuff done, and then outside of those hours, it's it's more easy. So. Day, our daycare has been super duper helpful because we also have, don't have any family here. Um, so it's just us and uh, it's harder to just find a, a no questions asked. Something came up. Can you take the baby for a few hours or a day sure. or overnight or something like that? We've got to be a little more organized than that. But, um, you know, we make it work. I, my Fortunately, my wife is pathologically organized. So it's uh, it helps us a lot. Sounds like my life. You guys got that. Yeah. Uh, you guys got that shared shared Google calendar. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so funny. I give her shit about it all the time because I don't, I use my calendars differently than she does. Like I'm very much someone who like, if something pops into my head, I put it in my calendar on my phone with an alert and it'll go off and it'll give me a banner of whatever it is. And I I tend to just like, if I think around three o'clock today, I'll be able to do this task that just popped into my head that I can't do right now. I've, I've got the alert. It pops up then. If I can do it now, I do it now. If I can't, then I just push it to a time where I think I can do it. So my, my calendar is full of these like tiny bump reminders, like take the garbage bins out, do this or that, like just like little nonsense, nothing important, but a bunch of small tasks. And so I don't, I don't populate those on the shared calendar. They're just on my calendar. Because <clears throat> obviously if I did that in the shared calendar, it would drive my wife crazy. Well, it'd be but, crazy. Um, we'd both be trying to take the trash out. Yeah, She's much better at like, and because her job is, so different every week looks different every day looks different and for me to know where i have to be and how we have to manage the day she plugs all that stuff in all the time into her calendar uh, the shared calendar and so sometimes you'll just be like sitting or i'll be at training or something and my phone will start going nuts and you're like what's going on here like something something bad happened and it's like, just, oh, I just started my period yeah well she's just <laughs> she's just sitting and, and she I just found you know 20 minutes to to plug all the next like two oh, weeks yeah. into the calendar yeah. so it's just like uh, every time something gets added you get alerted oh, and yeah, i'm yeah, sure yeah. i could i'm sure i could mute it somehow but i just yeah. never really bother and it's just yes, I'll do it every, later. Every, it's like it's just boom 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 you get like 20 alerts and you look at it and it's all it's just all her shifts populating in the calendar and you're like okay great like yeah. but uh it's fine like so she's it. got we were we have the shared calendar thing down pretty good my wife's a nurse. And so we got kind of similar hmm. thing is the every yeah. week she works different days, you know? And so yeah. there's gotta be in there. And then I, you know, travel and stuff for sometimes not a ton, but it's some, you know, and so yeah. it's sure the travel lines up and, Oh, that's a weekend she works. And so I got to make sure to let her know ahead of time. And anyway, it's this whole, it's a whole, it's oh, a whole yeah. thing, man, for sure. Yeah. We definitely calendar a lot. Like we sat down, I want to say like a month ago and sort of like plugged in, even just, we're also, you know, we're like early thirties, a lot of friends are getting married or having kids or doing things like that. There's just like lots going on in life right now. So every summer it feels like we've got five plus weddings to go to or try to fit in. And, and so you're just, you, you try to make sure you've saved all your dates properly. So we sat down to do that not that long ago and quickly realized we've got like no free weekends until November or something like that. <laughs> and just like, yeah, hey. it's all laid out there. It's like, Oh yeah. We are busy. Like how is this possible? And that's <laughs> welcome to adulthood. Right. Yeah. So then talk about training your schedule and stuff. You also, uh, relatively recently anyway, uh, graduated from chiropractic school. Yeah. Three years ago, I guess. Three. Okay. So like that. is that part of the regular schedule? Like, are you, uh, working as a chiropractor regularly or are you, you know, is that just kind of, um, is that like kind of on the back burner more training full time? Are you juggling both? Um, so I would say, 
I mean, I, I'm still in, I'm in the clinic twice a week, basically. Um, I, I have two clinic days per week and they're kind of like on my rest day and my recovery day of training. So right now I'd say I'm, I'm like, like a, I'm as full time as I need to be for training. Sure. Like I'm effectively full time. I don't think anybody who's training full time is training any more than me. Right. Um, they, they might be doing other things like going to have a float or whatever nonsense people are into. But, um, I like, you know, I, I spend my, my days off just like in the clinic working with other people. So, um, you know, I, it's good for me. That's worked. It's busy. It means that I don't have any days off in a week. Uh, you know, I never, either I'm at work or I'm training or both every single day, unless it's a stat holiday on a Monday. So every, like every few months I get a day off. <clears throat> um, so mentally that can be a bit draining, but I think that that's what's kind of nice about doing different things it, when you have all your eggs in one basket and everything revolves around one thing. It's it, like, that's a different stressor as well. Right. Uh, anytime you wake up and there's like a, an ache or a pain and you're in your body's your livelihood, it's like, that can be super stressful. Like one yeah. injury, one mistake. Um, and you're sitting on your hands for the next eight months. Like it, it's just, I like to have something that pulls me out of that world and makes you focus on something else, even if it's just for a matter of a few hours. Uh, and you can kind of come back with renewed energy to whatever the other thing is, right? Like, um, if straight training is stressful, like it is sometimes, it's nice to just turn that off and go think about something else for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice when it's something that those thoughts can't really creep in. Like, I can't be sitting there with people or like taking my notes and, and then you're like thinking about doing thrusters or whatever. Like, you've got to be right. very, you've got to be very present. So sure, uh, sure. it's just, a, it's kind of a form of escapism. And, and I hope that everybody else who's training at the level that I am as well uh, has something like that. Cause I think if you don't, it doesn't need to be another job or another, whatever, but if you haven't got another hobby or something to, to occupy your attention and your mind, then it's a quick pathway to burnout, I think. So um, I think that we'll, we'll see what happens with some people who are, especially the the youngsters that have been doing a lot of CrossFit already for 10 years and they're only 20. Um, I think that those sorts, sorts of things are really important. It's just to have something that pulls you out of there and pulls your head out of the gym for a little bit. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, you kind of mentioned like training for a long period of time and if that first uh, time the games was on team, I think that was 2013 or something like that. Right. So, I mean, you're talking yeah, 15. Uh, or 15, 15. So you've been doing CrossFit for about 10 years or so, right? Yeah. Um, so, and competitively for, you know, highly competitively, I guess I could say for eight of those talking about between teams and, and going to CrossFit games, you know, is that, is there, I mean, as you've gotten older now, so you're 32, is that right? 32? Uh, yeah. Okay. So not, in, you know, not an old man by any stretch, but definitely, I mean, 10 years older than you were when you started CrossFit. It feels like <laughs> it know? some days. So yeah, some days I'm sure it feels like it. So is that, that kind of getting out of there and doing that chiropractic work, just getting out of the gym and being distracted by that? Is that something that you think helps with the longevity and what, you know, with you now, or do sometimes you think, you know what, actually maybe if on these days off, I could uh, like sleep in and like, go do a float and some other nonsense, like you said, that would help. Or, or do you kind of credit that? Like, yeah, this is actually part of the thing that, that keeps me going, you know? Yeah. I think to be honest, I think I would get bored. Like, I think that it's as simple as that. I think I need to keep myself busy and I work best when I'm busy. And yeah, there's a little bit of baseline stress that comes with that, but it's just, I think that you like, you need that to keep the motor running sometimes. Um, I, I, kind of joked in the past that 
if all I had to do was train, I would just take longer to do the same amount of work. Yeah. It's probably like true. it would just, I, I would just stretch it out. I'd have the same training to do, but instead of taking three hours, it would take five. And if I had a bunch of training partners and I was going in, like I would just take an extra hour talking every day. Yeah. And like, it's not like, it's not that I'm doing anything different than I would. I don't, I don't think, um, there's time in the day to like, even now, like I've been pretty bad lately, um, doing some rehab and stretching and things, but there's enough time. And like I reality at this point in my life, just because of where we are, I wouldn't be sleeping in anyways. I have a two year old. So, you know, you're not like, I'm not sleeping in, I'm not doing whatever. Like we're just, I, when he goes to bed, I have time to do any of the rehab I need. It's like 8 PM. I could do an hour or two of that if I wanted, like there's plenty of hours in a day to do the stuff you need to do. Um, we're not short on that. We're not short on time. There's, you can make time for stuff like that. Um, but you know, even when I was at my busiest, like when I was at school and, uh, training tons, like still training the same amount I am now and going to school full time, <clears throat> I'd still watch Netflix for an hour before I went to bed. So like, you can't be that busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just like, you, you just have to have the things that, you know, you manage your schedule and, and whatever you can balance, you do. Everybody's a little bit different. Um, I found because when I first started doing CrossFit, I was in university and I, that was just like the reality. CrossFit was nothing for me at that point. Like I was at school to do something else. And, um, you know, I, I continued down that path and did everything together, but that's how I learned to do it. Like the first time when I started getting like more and more and, and I, you know, you start adding more training in or, okay, well, you're going to add another session in, you're going to whatever. And year by year, it snowballs into something more but I always had something else going on at the same time to begin with. And then it was like, it was studying and school for, you know, the first six years of that, basically six, seven years. And then it just like went from being, you know, studying to being working. And then you just, and frankly, like I was working less hours now than I was at school. So I actually had more hours on my hands, on my hands. So it's just like, I've never not had that. So I, I think that I learned how to balance it initially that way. And it just felt, felt normal. It felt like natural and I was able to do it. And I liked being able to kind of, you know, I'd go to the gym in the morning and wear my body out. And then when you felt like things start getting pretty sluggish, you leave and then you go to a class and you like listen and like recharge and you read and you do whatever and you study. And when you're, when you get your brain gets tired and you feel like you're just rereading the same line over and over again, and not retaining anything, then you go back to the gym and then you flush it out for an hour or two and come back. And it was just like, it was easy to, those things were very complimentary when I was studying. Um, sure. So it's been a pretty easy transition to work and stuff like that. So I just don't know anything different. That's just yeah, how it's it, been you always. You know it works for you and you just stick to it, right? Yeah. And that's what I would encourage anybody. Like it's not like, because I do things that way, it doesn't mean it's the right it's way. the only way. Clearly, right? only like way. I've, I've, I've had a, good career and you know i've been successful and i'm happy that i've done the things that i've done but like i think the reality of it is like it just means find what works for you and don't be apologetic about it like figure it out and spend some time and you know if, if something works for you and somebody else says hey you should try this you, you can kindly tell them to fucking shove it <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. really matter so, right that, it's, it's like whatever works for you works for you and that's good for sure with that kind of finding something that works for you how does that apply to, we'll talk about like nutrition and diet. And what, what I kind of mean or about that is, you know, the things that you used to do and the things you do now, are those kind of the same? Do you roughly eat the same diet as you have for the last eight years that you've been, you know, a, a games level competitor? Or at one point were you really carb heavy and then you, you know, 
uh, what's it when you only eat meat? What's that great? Like carnivore, carnivore for five years. You know, has there been like these big swings in what you, or has it kind of been pretty steady the whole time as far as like what your nutrition and fueling looks like? Yeah, I've never really jumped onto any of the fads as far as diets are. I ate like a normal university student probably when I first started. In 2017, I started working with a nutritionist for like a couple of years um, and just got a better idea of, you know, based on what kind of training I'm doing and the lifestyle I'm living, what my energy demands are like, and, yeah. and just got a better education as far as like food timing and things like that. And just like, um, you know, what, what works better to support the kind of training I'm doing. So that was nice. And then to be honest, my lifestyle has not changed significantly since then. So I, I just have kept roughly the same outline. I don't follow it super strict. I did for a period there. I had kind of a meal set up. Um, it was like an Excel sheet that had just basically what I would eat and when um, every day of the week, or basically like different skeletons. Like if it was a single training day or a double training day, what you what it would look like. And then I've kind of kept roughly that. Um, nowadays it's like, and I've never been very strict. Uh, if I want to eat something, I will. And then I just kind of have a rough understanding of where that's going to put me on the day. So I just eat fairly intuitively. Now I try to keep close to those skeletons because I know that they're roughly accurate to what my demands are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just, I try not to go to bed super hungry. Uh, at this point, it's just like a lot of recovery depends on getting good night's sleep and, uh, and trying to make sure you're not at a deficit at any point. So I try not to eat super late at night and I try not to go to bed super hungry. And then if I can do that, I've had a pretty good day, I think. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so but I don't, I don't, I don't shy away from things. Like I don't avoid a lot of things. I don't cut out lots of stuff. Nutrition is, is, is so simple. It's boring. That's the problem. I think everybody all the time is trying to spice it up to make it really exciting, mm-hmm. but it's just not. It, like the best way to have good nutrition is to be okay being really boring. Yeah. And then, and then also being okay that like, you know, if you want to eat something exciting and delicious and very rich, then like, that's fine. But it's just like, that's, it's like the consequence of that is it's, it's probably going to like shift you outside of where you want your nutrition to be for like one meal. And that's okay. Right. But it's as just like having a, meal, a not every meal in the day. Yeah, exactly. Having a little bit of flexibility, giving yourself a break mentally is super important because otherwise like you won't sustain it. And the only thing that really matters about a diet is that you can sustain it. Um, and then other than that, it's just, man, be okay being boring. And that was like, my whole life has been like, it's very structured. Like when I was at school, I was, everything was like, I know I can train in these blocks. I go to class in these blocks. I can read for an hour. I go to the library in this block. I can eat in this window, this window, this window. Like all I did at school to make myself, I had a lot of stuff to get done and to make it work. It'd be like the night before you just block out your day into these chunks and you'd be like, I'm going to be walking here to class. I'm going to be eating here. I'm going to be doing this here. I'm going to do it. And then you just set up the roadmap and the next day it's really easy. It's automatic. You just walk through the roadmap. You don't have to think, you don't have to do anything. And like, and eating was part of that. It's just like, all, like I, I pre-make some meals or in the morning, I'd just throw some stuff together and some Tupperwares and be like, oh, it's 12.15. That means I'm eating my food. And then I'm just like eating it while I'm in class. I'm not thinking about it. You just, it's robotic and it's boring. But I was like, that was just the stage of my life that I was totally okay sure. doing that. It was the only way to make it work. And the less I had to think, it was great because that just takes energy, right? And And so... Um, outsourcing my nutrition to have someone else try to do the thinking in that left me more energy to think about school. And that's what I needed. Um, so it's a lot of that. Like, I mean, 
nutrition, even my coaching, programming, that kind of stuff. Like when you're busy, it's nice when you can outsource things because it just it just takes something off your plate and you can you you save more energy for yourself to put into other things. Like if I need to have the energy to be affectionate with my partner and my baby and things like that. Like it sounds silly and trivial, but like if you're just burnt out for the end of the day because you've been thinking too much, um, you just don't have the gas to to give everybody what they need. Right. So outsourcing little things is actually super valuable. And that's what I did at school. And I, a habit I've maintained that's um, been super helpful. But like I said, boring, boring is great. It, it, the more boring, the less you think, the more energy you've got for other things. Yeah. And so with, with that then too, and talking about things changing or staying the same, maybe the same answer, but you mentioned programming and, you know, having someone else just do that for you, right? Like you get, you get it and you do it and it takes the thinking out of it type of thing, gives you more energy for other things. How's the style of training changed, right? Like when you, you know, your first couple, you know, years of the games or whatever compared to more, more recently, are there any major, you know, kind of swings in the style of training you do, or maybe the, maybe the way sessions are broken up or is it pretty much all the same shit? Uh, it changes over time based a little bit on where the sport heading or where it looks like it's heading based a little bit on like, you know, what your performances are, what you need to work on. Um, I would say even just based on age, training age, uh, things change a little bit. So, you know, five years ago, I was doing a really high volume training, um, style, and building up a really high baseline. And now I just don't have to do that. Like I've, I've got the reps in, like I've got, I understand the movements I've done. I've done the volume. It's really easy to retrain up to a level when I need to, um, you know, you build aerobic base and things like that over the course of many, many years. So that stuff, like you've been putting legwork in on that for years and you don't need to be as aggressive on it. Um, I try to be mindful of how I manage impact, So I don't, get hurt i think nowadays trying to just stay healthy is the biggest thing um and you just yeah you just look at what what's going on like if the last competitions you did where were the biggest holes like what were the biggest things that got exposed where should we put more energy and a lot of it's guesswork but um my coach is pretty good she's she's been done a great job for years i've been working with her since 2016 so um i have no reason not to trust her we try to have pretty frank conversations and for the most part the the deal is she's programming and coaching and, and you're the, you're the hand, right? Like I, I show up, I do the reps, whatever it says. I need, I leave no, no set undone. I don't, I don't skip anything. I haven't skipped a piece of training in years. <laughs> so it's just like, whatever's on the page gets done and that's my job. And then her job is to like do some of the thinking, weed out some of the little things. And uh, you know, we'll have some discussions after competitions where we're at, you know, at the off season, what we want to focus on, um, and then she's the one doing the math. Uh, and then, you know, I, I give feedback throughout the that? season on little things. Sorry. Who is it? Who's your coach? Michelle Latondra. There it is. And De- Deca comp. Yeah. 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 She's great. Yeah. She's awesome. So, I mean, and she's very, she's very frank. She's like, we have a very, uh, no, no, no nonsense, uh, kind of relationship. So if I think things are, overdone or we're moving the wrong direction or something's wrong i let her know and i'm i I don't sugarcoat it and she does the same to me if she thinks i'm just being a wuss or i need to i need to deal with things a certain way then that's the way it is so it's good it's a good relationship uh and that's yeah that's just how it's been forever like i i trust her completely so that's the job sometimes you don't like what you see but you got to do it and that's my job (laughs) so (laughs) you do do what's on the page something that you probably need 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You do what's on the page. If you don't like it, it probably means you got to do it. Yeah. So we're in the middle of the open right now, or I guess two thirds of the way through. Um, previous year. The end for some. The end for some. Yeah. For well, I guess the end of the, the end of the open for everybody, right? It's like the, the open's only three weeks. The yeah, that's true, yeah, right. So with that, previous years, you've had a lot of success in the open, like number one overall at one point, right? Yeah, I think I won in 2020. First in the open a few years back. So then you take a look at a year like this year, and there's still one more week to go, but you're a little further down in the standings than the number one, right? And so is that something that you yeah. really think about or focus on or stress off? Or at this point, you know, it's kind of like, all right, well, I just need to make it to the next stage and then things will take care of itself. Or is it kind of one of those things where it's, you know, if you like to admit it or not, it's like, hey, man, I'm used to being in the top X, whatever. And right now I'm out of that range. Um, and that, you know, how, how's your how's that? How's your mindset with that type of thing at this point in your career? Um, I, I don't have anything to prove in the open. Like I said, I want to, yeah. I don't, I don't need to do any more than that. Yeah. Um, the reality of it is there's, <clears throat> there's a little bit of like, so I did the week two open announcement, which is a bit of a disadvantage in terms of performance, yeah. generally speaking. So whatever you go to the open announcement, you have some fun doing it. It's, it's, they are awesome to do. It's a cool privilege to be able to do that. For sure. And then you leave and then you go, Oh, like, should you redo it for a, for a performance score? Yeah. And like, nah, nah. The, the reality is like, I, I know I could put up a better score than I did. And that's enough for me. I don't, I don't need to go do it because I'm in the middle of, you know, several different progressions for different types of things in my training. And I don't need to waste the day of training doing this workout again when no. like for what, but, you know, you can take down. if it was going to make a difference of getting to the next level, maybe that'd be a different story. But yeah, if you're confident just, at the end of the three weeks, it's going to not matter. Yeah, it's just an ego stroke. That's all it is. I think Sometimes it's hard to pass those up, though. What's yeah, that? but I think that that's a maturity thing, right? Like, I, I'm OK with that. I have, like I said, I have very little to prove to anybody. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's, it's fine. Um, so I think that it's just it, I look at it like, you know, if I was really in a crisis of like, oh, am I not going to advance? Then I would redo it for sure. Like you have to do what you have to do. But, you know, if I look at those scores and they're still 99th percentile scores. It's like, who, who cares? Like yeah. you have to finish top for North America, probably top a thousand in the open to advance to the quarterfinals. So, you know, I, I'm very safe in that regard. And with one more week, I'll just go up. Like it's not a, it, I won't do worse than I did last week. So it's just, it's fine. You know, you look at things and you can take away like, ah, you know, the workout, I struggled with this section of it and you, you can build that into your training moving forward. But it used to matter more like in, in 2020 and previous years to that, um, <clears throat> there was an advantage to finishing higher in the open. Cause when it moved to live competition, you would have an advantage by being in the top heat of the live competition. Mm -hmm. Um, so then it mattered. Like if you, if you didn't have a performance score or a score that you felt was representative of your ability, you should be better redo it. Um, and you know, as long as you were in that top heat, it didn't matter, but that was what mattered. Making sure. sure that you had the advantage of seeing everyone go and then knowing what the scores were to beat. So, you know, now it's, it's not that we have a second stage of online competition. So it's a fresh reset and you don't get to see anybody go anyway. So whatever, like the next stage is where you might want to, if there's a, 
something that you really bomb, you should redo it because you got to make sure you, they call the, the field a little more going into the semifinals. But for now, it's just like, it's irrelevant. It's an ego stroke. And if you're, they, they're, they definitely pay the top three, I think in the open overall, but with a three week open, unless you get lucky, you're like, you got to get lucky to be top. The people are just too good to, to be top three. You got to get a little bit lucky. So I think win. that, they gotta land just right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, if you if you get or no, not even that. Like you can be overall really good, but if you get one bad draw, you're 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 out now, right? So it's it's a little bit of like whatever. Like you can't hang your hat on that for the season. It's just like you might as well focus on the later parts of the season because that's what is really gonna matter. For sure. Um, I've already got that feather in my cap, so I don't need to worry about it. That's true. Yeah, exactly. There's then there's that also. Yeah, and like you said, you don't really have much else to prove in in the sport. So you you were talking about those two sessions a day. Now, do those two sessions a day for you normally uh, you know have like different methodology as far as like more cardio based, maybe more strength based for either or session, or is it kind of a mixed bag of of both, or just it just goes by week to week or whatever you guys are focusing on? How does that normally uh, structure out for you, like on a you know Tuesday? Um, it depends. So like today, <clears throat> the first session was a bigger one, like a three hour session of lots of weightlifting power intervals. I had like two crossfit kind of workouts in there that were intervally, uh, and then some accessories. And then the afternoon is some plyometric stuff and then mostly just running, uh, like track intervals. So that usually I'll have one that's longer and one that's shorter and the shorter one's usually 90 ish minutes of more aerobic stuff. It's either going to be a bike or a run or a swim or something like that. That's pretty steady work for about an hour to 90 minutes. Um, sometimes I feel like once a week we flip them so that the shorter aerobic session is first. And then you've got to like, you know, you've got to run 10 kilometers, 11 kilometers of intervals, and then do some weightlifting or something afterwards when you just have had that impact and that fatigue. So we flip it occasionally just to practice doing that. But for the most part, when, you know, when you're trying to train energy systems, like you don't want to do a bunch of power training when you're just gassed. Mm -hmm. Um, so we do a lot of our strength and power training first, and then sessions will start with a lot of weightlifting and then move into more, um, intervals or CrossFit type stuff. And sometimes just finish with some raw conditioning, but usually it's one long one and one short one and the short one's more aerobic. Very cool. I like, and I like how you mentioned that you guys will occasionally toss in that tester. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like sticking it to one way. Okay. Let's see, you know, now, you know, one out of, just making this up one out of eight sessions, let's try and test that. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. It's like getting used to doing it, right? Like, yeah, you know, you're not going to have the power inputs. It may not be the best training of that lift, but it's important to, it's a performance. Uh, it's, it's training for performance, not training for improvement specifically in that way. Yeah, I think you need to know what to expect when that inevitably comes up in competition, right? If you yeah. walk in thinking like, oh, I can for sure lift this type of weight. And, you know, you're, you're just like, you're actually going to be lifting like 80% of that given what you've already done. Um, it's just good to know when it's mentally going to prepare you better. Uh, sure. So, I don't know, we do it occasionally and I think we do it more as we get into the season. Um, in the off season, it's a little bit more frequently just you're just building capacity yeah, and you're trying to do that in the smartest way possible. So uh, we do less of that kind of testing. Yeah. After for this, this last CrossFit open workout, um, when I finished the part A and went to part B, all of a sudden it was foggy in the gym. Like it seemed like the room was full, filled with smoke. 
I was like, I only see outlines of everything. It's white. <laughs> I just felt like I was uh, like in the fog, you know? It was, uh, I was like, man, how come no? I can't really see anything clearly. Just a bunch of outlines. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's put this bar overhead, you know? Yeah, right. Overhead too. Yeah, you know, you got to be prepared for that. I know what it feels like. So it definitely right, helps you. Yeah. All right, muscle memory. This year, is this your turn. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so talking about with that training and the different sessions and, and things like that, is there something, I know you said that, Hey, like whatever she writes, I do. Right. And that's kind of how it goes. But is there ever something where like, what do you dread or maybe what do you look forward to in that? And, and, you know, it's all just work to be done and it just kind of is, what it is, but you know, is there something that comes up where you're like, Oh, well, shit. All right. Like here we, you know, well, I mean, yeah, every day there's probably at least one a day. <laughs> I try not to look at it too far ahead because I, otherwise I start to think about it at night. Yeah. <clears throat> it messes my sleep up. But, um, yeah, I mean, some, and sometimes here's the thing, like nobody's perfect. Sometimes she's way off the mark and you have to like, I'll look at things and be like, this doesn't look right. Um, and occasionally it's, I'm right. She's like, Oh, that's a mistake. You know, we'll change this weight or these reps or whatever. Um, I think sometimes because she competed, you know, she was in the women's field, right. her percentage, her percentages or like paces on things uh, for machines. She just is like fully guessing. So she like, sometimes you look at stuff and you're like, this is impossible. Like there is no way I can do this for, it's like it's five rounds. Like I can do this for two and I'm in a flat line. And so, you know, you, you gotta like, we communicate a little bit. And usually in the morning I wake up, I have breakfast, I look at the programming and I ask for questions or clarifications on anything I see. And then we kind of go from there. So occasionally it shifts a little bit, but um, lately we've been on a good kick of like, I feel like at the end of at least a couple sessions a week, she puts a, a like repeat sprints of like short workout intervals that are usually on a bike like echo bike 30 calories into you know something else i think the other day i did like 30 calorie echo bike into 30 pistols rest three minutes and you had to do that three times as fast as possible and so you just like look at that and you're like oh this is gonna kind of suck yeah <laughs> and you like yeah. so there's always stuff like that and then it's, it's like the last thing of your week basically like that was like the end of sunday so you just like all right well get through it just chug along hopefully you don't you know, fall apart completely, try to keep your paces similar. Um, and you just make it work. Right. So there's a bunch of those that happen all the time. I had one this morning that was not great, but, uh, is there anything that stands out that was a, like a a mistake, like a typo, like you, you did like three sets of 4,000 meter intervals. There were supposed to be 400 meter intervals. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm pretty good at catching stuff. Cause if it looks outrageous, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I'm like man, I don't want to do that. Like, are you kidding? So sometimes I'll look at it and be like, "Hey, that looks like it's overdone." And she says, "Nope, that's like, what it no, is. that's right, no, that's, that's right." right. Okay. But uh, yeah, there's been a few. One that stands out. This is a few years ago, but um, I can't remember. I wish I took a photo of the workout because I can't really remember it off the top of my head. But it was a an imam that was basically 30 minutes of barbell moving. And it was like a mix of power cleans and squat cleans. Like that was it. It'd be like the first 10 minutes you were doing, let's, let's say it was like two power cleans, two squat cleans. And then the next in a 10 minutes you do, you know, one power clean, three squat cleans. And it was like, it, it was like changing uh, between power cleans and squat cleans. <clears throat> 
Um, but the reps were like, you were doing somewhere from like five to seven reps in each minute. And the percentage was like 80%. And I was like, nah, like I, I can't do this. I'll die. (laughs) And she's like, oh, like, no, it should be fine. And she says like, she was training a few other games athletes at the time. And she says like, oh, it's weird. Like nobody else mentioned anything and they were all in different time zones and they'd already done it. And I did this workout and I had to like take breaks throughout, like take a minute off, get back into it. You just throttled yourself. Like my collarbones were just like bruised by the end. You were like so sweaty, just so much load that your body's like under tension for so long. And then I messaged the group and I was like, Hey, did anybody manage that? And everyone said, no, no, I should, I changed the reps or I changed the weight or whatever. And I was like, huh? That's- <laughs> I was like, oh, huh. And like immediately copied Michelle into the conversation and was like, you know, you said nobody else like said anything. It's like they all, nobody did the workout. They're just all scared like, of you is why no one's like saying every one of every one of them changed the workout. I'm the only one who tried to do it and I got killed for it. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, like, it happens from time to time, but um, you know, you get, you're better for it. I, the occasionally too, she does program things that are like borderline unreasonable and just because she wants me to like struggle. Yeah, go go, go through the suck. She wants, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember years ago asking her about it and she was like, yeah, I feel like you, uh, you developed really fast in the sport and you've never really had to like struggle to do something. So sometimes I try to give you one that's just like a wall and you're just going to like, you're going to spend, it's just meant to be frustrating. Like that's all it's meant to be. And you're like, huh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah good to know. Thank but, you, but also yeah. that's me. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. There's always a good healthy mix of stuff and everything sucks for different reasons, right? Oh yeah. Sometimes you have really long, grindy ones that just kind of like you're you're over it after five minutes and you know it's gonna be forty more minutes of that. And some of them are like quick, just you're gonna be breathing out of your ears and you know, you gotta learn how to do every every different kind of sucky. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Man. Well, I'll tell you what, this has been, it's been great. It's been fun, Pat. It's been my pleasure, guys. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, thank you definitely for, uh, you know, talking to us, giving us a little insight on kind of how your days look. You know, I think it's, you know, very interesting, especially obviously to our audience, you know, what that looks like being, you know, uh, athlete of your caliber. I think it's really cool. And also we have a lot of, you know, parents, you know, that are also in the gym. So kind of getting a little mm-hmm. bit of insight on that too is cool. So definitely. Yeah. You know, it's tough. It's always like, I feel like the juggling is always tough and I always wish I had a little more time. And, uh, but I think that that's, that's what being an adult is like. <laughs> I feel like I'm still, because I was in school for so long, I was in kind of like not quite an adult mode for a long time. Yeah. And it's been a, it's been a rough transition the last few years. I think that's part of also, yeah, being an athlete also, right? It's like if you spend your time training and then going to school, it's like I kind of never grow up, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's inherently very very self-interested and it's all about you and it's all about like, yeah, I'm going to do this work. I'm going to learn this stuff. Well, you never got out of high school, right? It's like, you go and you have practice after school and that's just like, it's just the same. You're just 28. You're doing the same. It's the same schedule, you know? Yeah. So I know I'm still uh, Peter panning it pretty hard, but we'll see. I'm starting to grow up a little bit. That's for sure. (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, um, Pat Valner. Where can everybody find you? Let us, uh, let them know your, you know, your socials and, you know, keep, or, keep an eye on what you're up to. Yeah. Mostly my Instagram is probably the best, which is just at P Valner. And then I'm have a little YouTube channel that I'm infrequent on, but trying to get better. Awesome. And it's just Patrick, Patrick Valner on YouTube. 
Awesome. Sounds good, man. Appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. So enjoy the last week of the open. Yes. Yeah, dude. We will. Can't any any guesses? Oh, there we go. Well, oh yeah, yeah. What would here's here's I guess the question is what do you want to see? If you could write the workout, what would you write? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know. I think that what people want to see, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't, and I don't really do the guessing game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to see something that's too aerobic. I feel like I we did a lot of hard to judge. Yeah, well, you're probably going to get that. Keep the, keep the, <laughs> keep the excitement going. Oh God. Like the last two weeks were both basically 15 minute AMRAPs. Right. Um, and they both kind of had relatively hard setups for affiliates to do. So I'm hopeful it's going to be something a little bit easier on affiliates. Wow. I think we're probably going to squat. We haven't done any meaningful, anything below parallel, like 40 wall balls in a 50 minute, 15 minute workout and a few heavy thrusters. Like we haven't done any real squatting. So my guess is we'll have some squatting and then maybe they'll throw some skipping in or something to give people that. I'm sure like everybody little, uh, practices their double unders. Like definitely, I I I was gonna mention dubs. I think are for sure coming up in this last one. Like, yeah. Also, if if you're if you think that they plan the workouts or they they assign them to p- different people for the open announcements based on like strengths. Um, Daniel. I mean Danielle, Brandon, and Mal O'Brien. I think we're both in the last round of that crossover double under workout at the games. Oh, yeah. And they're both weird. they're both very good at wall walks and handstand walking. Mm. Um, Maybe so, like a maybe like a double under pistol wall walk situation. Whenever I think of Mal too, I think of rowing for some reason. Even though she's like shorter, but I feel like she's at least maybe Matt always has her on the rower on Instagram. No, no, <laughs> yeah, we already rowed though. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, assuming that matters. So I don't know. I think that I think we're, we we got to be going below parallel, and and I think there'll be some skill in there as well. Um, I mean, yeah. this last week was no skill whatsoever. Um, first week was pretty. Did you see heavy, videos so. of people walking? Oh yeah, I'm sure. I no, just saw that. Like, like on purpose. Like, like it was like a strategy. Like people. Yeah, I didn't were, see it, but I'm sure that it happened. I just heard about it this morning. It was like, yeah, it wasn't like a oh shit, I was tired and walked. It was like, no, I'm gonna redo this workout, but I'm going to walk every single shuttle shuttle walk instead of shuttle run. And they like a power run. walk at least. Yeah, yeah, it's like a power walk. Like a power yeah. walk. And then when you get to the burpee pull-ups, just hammer them, right? Yeah. And uh, anyway, guys, like, getting, like, 10 reps more. And I'm not – like, decent scores. Like, oh, I went from 140 to 155. Like, I finished yeah. the round of 30 burpees, and they did that by walking every single shuttle run. Yeah, Wild, that's huh? awesome. yeah, I don't think you saw a lot of the top people doing that. But right. the everyday Joes were definitely improving. Right, for sure. But, like, that's a, that's a decent – that's a pretty decent score, man. Like, yeah. that's going to put you – like anyway, yeah. I don't know, man. It was just, it's just one of those things that you know, stuff like that's going to happen. It's so below, so bit. below parallel and some skill. I think that's a good. I think that's a good. Uh, you know, I think. I guess I wouldn't be surprised to see skipping rope and then some squatting of some kind. Yeah. Um, and we also haven't seen the dumbbell yet. I would so. say dumbbell dumbbell snatches. I feel like the last couple opens, dumbbell snatches have been in there a lot and haven't really. Yeah, seen. maybe. Rogue was trying to really push done. those uh, those dumbbell sales during you know the COVID era. You know, you gotta. You gotta get those in the open. The I don't know. Who knows? Dumbbell squat snatch, maybe. That's too I, much for the open. I'd yeah. like to see some uh, overhead dumbbell lunges. That's yeah. a strategy thing. You gotta go. They already did the kind of back and forth on a on yeah. some off area. And we can keep guessing all day. You know? Good thing. It'll be what it'll be, and you'll do it, yeah. and it'll be fine. 
but yeah. I would say we're going to be some, doing some squatting um, and doing some some rope of some kind, and then maybe something else. It was a couplet last week, so I bet you like three movements. Ooh, okay, three movements, maybe like skill based. I think your like wall walk pistol double under one is not a bad guess. Ooh, I think that's. I mean, that sounds pretty pretty accurate. And I mean, it's going to be obviously it's going to be a fifteen minute amrap. <laughs> and the set and the <laughs> setup will be like here. something disastrous. <laughs> Beyond yeah. theme. Yeah. Could you, or dude, could, it's just, that's be the workout, but it's just going to be. Um, it's going to end on wall walks. I mean, fifteen minutes, and you just do a hundred, hundred of each. You got hundred double unders, hundred pistols, hundred wall walks. Fifteen minutes go. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know how long a hundred wall walks would take? Could you imagine? I have, dude, out of oh, you'd see a broken neck. Oh, a <laughs> like hundred pistols. Some of the good people will bang that out in like three minutes and change, which is insane. Two minutes and change, maybe even. But uh, oof, wall walks, hundred wall walks, boy, that'd be a rough ride. You get somewhere <laughs> in the middle there, and you'd really, really lose your mind. Yeah, yeah you get some. You have to. You have to, You'd probably have vertigo. So you go hundred, hundred double unders. That's going to take about a minute, a minute and a half, and then, uh, and then, yeah, then you got your. Uh, or say less than two anyway, minute and a half, and then you got your hundred pistols. Good people, it's a three minutes, two and a half, three minutes. You're like I bet people are doing wall walks by five minutes. Easy. Yeah, by five minutes, you got people doing what ten minutes of wall walks. Oh. Now let's yeah. see where you get, boy. Let's see it. Because <laughs> yeah, you couldn't do it. Surely you're not going to do ten a minute. No hell no. Oh no, no, no. dude. Maybe the first minute if you're like going for it. No way. Logs are anyway. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, I mean, if you did, you I don't know. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to hold that pace. Do that for like two minutes and then take like a full minute off. There's no <laughs> chance that's the workout. But if, if you're just right, the most disgusting workout using those three movements in 15 minutes, that's got to be it. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> just grind people to dust on the wall. People would love that. Yeah, that'd be great. Make sure you get your tape up on the wall too at the affiliate. So we every every athlete needs to have a separate tape line. You know, keep it, keep it. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, man. They'll have a new standard of some kind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. All right, man. Yeah, dude. Well, have a great day. Nice talking Thanks, to you. Thanks, guys. You too. Enjoy that toddler. And uh, I look forward to seeing seeing how you do this year. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Talk right. to you later. Cheers. Yeah, thanks.